I got a lot of uh, thoughts today going through my head about uh, government uh, overreach, uh, tyranny, uh, in which the federal government seems to be just wanting to take care, uh, take control of absolutely everything. And this topic of diversity, equity, inclusion, I feel, is just part of this whole big picture of all of this tyranny. Terms we hear a lot today involving uh, diversity, equity, inclusion. This is also known by the acronym DEI. Like many words these days, the meanings of these words have also been twisted by leftist progressives like so many other words and have been hijacked and weaponized for evil purposes. I want to start by reading to you the meaning of these words according to Merriam-Webster. Diversity. The condition of having or being composed of differing elements. Equity. A term related to justice or proportional fairness or in financial offices to property or one share of a company. Inclusion. The act of including. The state of being included. The act or practice of including and accommodating people who have historically been excluded because of their race, gender, sexuality, abilities. As I researched these terms, I saw them popping up over and over as it relates to policies being adopted by companies as part of their hiring practices. One article I found on Forbes.com was even titled, Why DEI and Anti-Racism Work Needs to Decenter Whiteness. Am I the only one that cringes as they hear this statement and find the whole thing to be contradictory, offensive, and meaning the exact opposite of what the words say? Is this yet another example of the inverted, bizarro world we are now living in post the COVID scamdemic, in which many people began to blindly follow orders and believe everything our corrupt government told them to believe? And in this, in this article, it states, following what some would call the racial revolution of 2020, companies far and wide have announced their commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And anti-racism. DEI jobs in corporate America and higher education have increased exponentially since the killing of George Floyd in 2020. It seems like every industry has been scrambling to demonstrate their pledges and promises to promote more inclusive environments by hiring DEI practitioners and anti-racism educators. Wow, whole new whole new generation of therapists have popped up now. Now they've got DEI practitioners and anti-racism educators? <laughs> really? In this statement, they mentioned the killing of George Floyd, which I believe was a tragedy, but which I also believe the facts were very, very distorted. This event was used to actually fuel more discrimination and racism, and was yet another event used to further divide and subjugate us. The concept of DEI involves choosing candidates based on factors such as an individual's race, skin color, gender, or sexual orientation over their ability to actually do the job. Isn't this practice the very definition of discrimination and racism? Doesn't the best way to eliminate discrimination and racism simply involve looking at us all as children of God, leaving labels behind, and thinking of each other as simply as human beings that came from the same beginning? 
Have we all forgotten about the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which ended segregation in public places and banned unemployment or employment discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or natural or national origin? I'm sure a lot of you people that are young, heck, this was even a little bit before my time, in which there were separate drinking fountains for colored people, separate bathrooms for colored people. Remember when women weren't allowed to vote? Remember when black people weren't allowed to vote? Or how about the Equal Opportunity Act of 1972? What about the equal opportunity sign we see posted in all businesses? The practice of DEI is illegal, and anyone that finds themselves a target of this policy is protected by law. Or since we started ignoring many laws since the illegal COVID mandates, are we now no longer a country based on laws? Are these big corporations immune from laws? If you are rejected from being hired for a job or being admitted to a school based on your whiteness or your religious beliefs or your race or your biology and not based on whether you are the best person for the job, I don't know about the rest of you, but that would make me feel like I was being treated like something less than a human being. Would you really want to know and for everyone else to know that you were hired only because of your skin color or because you're a woman or you're gay or whatever other reason they come up with? There's a fine line between considering these factors when choosing the best person for the job, but statements that involve considering someone's whiteness should be highly offensive to everyone. No different than considering someone's blackness. I read an article in TheGuardian.com that actually made a little bit of sense, at least. I'm going to read this to you. My advice, first and foremost, would be to consider each hire based on the value they can add to the team. Okay, that's acceptable. That's okay. Rather than simply in a specific role. It is not always about hiring the best person for the role. Rather, the best person for the team as a whole. It's like we have a lot of team-based stuff going on nowadays. So, yeah, okay, that's a valid point. If you have gaps in diversity... Then task those who are filling the role with finding candidates who can fill those gaps. Make it compulsory for all roles to have a short list that at least contains one strong male candidate and one strong female candidate. Okay, so you know you need you need a variety of different outlooks uh, on life in general. Uh, different, you know, if you're going to fill a team and you want it to be effective, sometimes it does involve bringing in different people of different backgrounds. Okay, that's okay. When building a team to accomplish a certain task or mission, some diversity might be required to reach that goal. However, any policy that involves simply filling a quota is discrimination. Government implementation of diversity, equity, and inclusion is not included in the U.S. Constitution as a function of the federal government. As a matter of fact, it violates our rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Most people would agree that the federal government has exceeded its constitutional bounds, that it is too big, way too big, too intrusive, and too expensive. Congress functions as a national legislature, far beyond its few and defined powers, to encroach on those reserved to the states and the people. Examples include education. Health care, various criminal laws. Health care. Why is the government involved in health care? Why are they involved in education? 
crime, yeah, okay, the government does need to be involved in crime. That's one of their main jobs, I think. Even more intrusive, however, are the more than 400 federal agencies created by Congress that issue thousands of regulations controlling every aspect of our lives, from our air and water to our farms and factories. The executive branch now chooses which laws to enforce and issues its own laws through executive orders and administrative rules. And the federal courts now routinely decide matters of public policy historically reserved to the states, including life, marriage, and morality. Marriage. Why is the government involved in marriage? Shouldn't that be a Shouldn't that be uh, something that the churches take care of? Isn't that why is the government involved in that? I can tell you why. I can tell you why they're involved in all of this, so that they can tax you more for more and more things. They want to have their little hands into, into your pocket on every little thing you do. In short, we have lost the balance of federalism. That apportionment of powers between the federal and state governments, so carefully crafted by our founding fathers. Our state laws contain over 500 references to controlling federal law. Federal agencies now overlap and control our state agencies with thousands of federal regulations. And how are we controlled? With the lure of federal dollars, which now comprise over 25% of our state's budgets. The Founding Fathers understood that the role of government in our lives was supposed to be small, but it seems like now that it has involved itself in every single aspect of our lives. The government confiscates our wealth to redistribute it to anyone or any cause that they want. Most times, it is solely for the purpose of buying votes and staying in power. The recipients of this theft continue to vote corrupt people back in office so they can keep getting the freebies. You know, I recall, I remember early on in this country's history in which you had to be a landowner to be allowed to vote. This would have been the logic behind that. All of this is unconstitutional and outside the bounds of powers given to the government in the U.S. Constitution. In a quote by Thomas Jefferson in his first inaugural address from March 4, 1801, he stated, A wise and frugal government which shall restrain men from injuring them one another, shall leave them otherwise free to regulate their own pursuits of industry and improvement, and shall not take from the mouth of labor the bread it has earned. This is the sum of good government. Thomas Jefferson knew what the heck he was talking about here. Now we've got an over, overbearing federal government that is now telling the states what to do. They're confiscating more and more of our hard-earned money. They're giving it away to wherever they want. They're giving it away to foreign countries. They're putting money in the pockets of Ukrainians. What the hell? Does that tick you guys off? Wake up, America. No kidding. They're getting pension plans when our pension plans suck. Yeah. They're taking your money and they're giving it to other people. I'm sorry, that is not in the Constitution as part of the role of government. That is unconstitutional. We have strayed so far from the Constitution as far as what the role of government is. Executive orders, um, three-letter agencies issuing mandates and essentially making rules and passing de facto laws. That's not constitutional. Congress is the only one that can make laws, and that is clearly defined in the Constitution. Congress shall make no law. You've heard that term before. 
That's because Congress is the only one that can make laws, not three-letter agencies, not the president, not the governor, 